The first rule of Fight Club Minute is we do talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club Minute is we do talk about Fight Club. The third rule of Fight Club Minute, someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the minute is over. Fourth rule, only one guest to a minute. Fifth rule, one minute at a time, fellas. Sixth rule, no shirt, no shoes. Seventh rule, minutes will go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, if this is your first time listening to Fight Club Minute, enjoy the show. I am Jack's 31st minute. I start with insurance probably covering it, and I end with, is it a problem for you to ask? I'm your host, Bubba Week. Joining me is the one who hosts ends up hosting you, who is also called Lance Stanford. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I, uh, I'm i glad you, you know, it didn't take us three pictures of beer, but you let me ho- co-host on this. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. It's been a fun ride and we're not even halfway through. We've still got a long ways to go, but it's it's been fun so far. And joining us once again is someone who called me because he needed a podcast to guest, Travis Bow, how are you doing? Doing well. Hello there. Hey. And, you know, before we jump into today's minutes on, on our Wednesday, I like to have a little bit of fun. And so, Travis, if you had to fight any celebrity, living or dead, who would it be? You know who I'd like to punch right in the, right in the mush? Uh, Toby Maguire has a real <laughs> punchable face. Dude, I just got in the, the still book for Babylon because... A certain retailer had it on the like half off, so it's like, all right, fine, I'll I'll buy it. And Tommy McGuire in that in that movie, especially, like he's just weird and creepy, and yeah, I feel you. So, is there a specific role that that bugs you, or is it just his, you know, his Spider-Man three emo Peter? <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, just just overall in general. And I don't dislike Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I should uh, <laughs> clarify. I don't have a problem with him. I just think he has a punchable face. Yeah, I, I think it's funny. I keep seeing a lot of news articles, which in, in a way, it's kind of weird because we're like two months into the, the writers and actors strike mm. about him being interested in coming back for a Spider-Man 4. And <laughs> there's all these i feel like i see a lot more news about toby and andrew garfield coming back for another installment of their franchises more than i hear about uh, tom holland coming back right. for another mcu spider-man i saw a thing the other day they were wanting i mean it wasn't it was from like we got this covered or somebody who's not credible <laughs> at all but they're like marvel wants andrew garfield for secret wars I was like, do they though right do they yeah, um, but let's go ahead and jump into today's minutes. And, you know, I, I like that this minute starts out with uh, Jack saying that insurance is probably going to cover it, which is something that, that does come back later in the movie, whatever the the question comes up over insurance fraud. And and I like that they, they do kind of put an extra point on it. Hmm. Well, yeah, like we talked about... Um... Last show, yeah, there's just this little clip is, I wouldn't necessarily say foreshadowing as much as some other parts are, but it's definitely, there's a lot of payoffs in this group of minutes, you know, whether it be mm-hmm. like the insurance or um, the changeover. Uh, yeah. Or in, yeah. Uh, yeah, all the stuff, you know, uh, some stuff we talked about last time too, it's just there, 
the way it comes back to play and in a not in like a necessarily heavy-handed Chekhov's gun type way because they could go not mention it and it wouldn't be that big of a deal but the fact that they do have callbacks to it you're like oh yeah that's yeah it's just good storytelling i think to have him say no i don't smoke and then next time you see him once you know they've been hanging out a lot more yeah he's just casually smoking you know mm-hmm. and I, I i feel like this is an, another one of the the quotable lines you know whenever oh, yeah. tyler says the things you own end up owning you that it's like it the, he, the way he says it he puts you know brad put put mm-hmm. so much weight into it like this is the most important thing you're ever going to hear today but at the same time it's like that that really doesn't mean anything <laughs> i had yeah i kind of had the yeah. same it's like the realization um, here uh, what's his what's his name the 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 uh sphinx from um, yeah mystery <laughs> men <laughs> right you're just saying two things and reversing it and making it sound mm-hmm. like <laughs> like it's important but it doesn't actually yeah, mean it, it feels disconnected and a little out of nowhere from what he was talking about i mean his insurance you know it doesn't own him you know it I know in the book he talks or in the script that you sent over, it has a little difference here. It talks about, Oh, now you have to make the list and you have to go through and make the list of everything you own. And I think that's when he says the things you own end up owning you. And here it doesn't feel like there's a a burden on, on Jack here that his stuff is, is, you know, controlling his life. Uh, So it just sounds like Tyler is, trying to like the the movie wants us to think oh tyler tyler's so cool and wise you know um he's kind of just saying nonsense here well so for the longest time when i first saw this movie i just thought like i thought the line uh was like oh well you know if you are a calvin klein person if you are like that's a a lifestyle you have to maintain mm-hmm. um and so it controls your life uh as i got older i I've gone through some phases like Funko phase and Lego phase and stuff like that. And that's when I realized it's like, oh no, you know, now I'm, I'm clicking refresh waiting for that new Lego to drop. I'm, you know, waiting in line somewhere. Um, And so it's like now the things own my time. And every time I do it, I'm like, oh, Tyler would be so disappointed in me. (laughs) But so, I mean, that, so like, yeah, like I don't, I don't consider it just like a, a throwaway line because, you know, after we talked like about Viagra and Rogaine and Calvin Klein and all that, like, I think, I mean, yeah, it, it is a little out of place, but I, I think it's, you know, he's like that. If those things are your life, that's what, you know, what, if your life is those things, then that's why, because I think he talks about it, uh, I, I forgot where in the movie, but, you know, he's like, you know, don't let your sofa determine Mm-hmm. you are and stuff i mean you know later on when it's like you're not your khakis and stuff yeah. i think i do think it's a good line but it should be used maybe in a different spot yeah maybe when he is going on about um the khakis and the the you know what whatever else is in that that little section maybe that'd right. be a better right. place to put it or when he's going on you know once they've got he's got a crowded basement full of people and mm-hmm. he's like preaching to them maybe there it might be better but here just well, i i think it, it fits okay and and it does kind of come across what what he's trying to say of like i've i'm what i'm saying is 
like taken by itself it doesn't really mean anything and i don't think that it means what he thinks it means either but i do think that it fits here because you know just last week we had jack you know reiterating that his life was his stuff it's like you know that's the last sofa i'm ever gonna have to buy and i was complete and he talks about his life being complete because he accumulated all the stuff that he wanted to get or you know he he accumulated like 75 percent of the stuff that he wanted to to acquire and then so his he felt like his life was 75 percent complete and so like him saying it now the the way that he wants it to mean is you know you are not your stuff you know i i feel like the you are not your khakis that that would almost be a better line to put here but i i think it works because it it is like him being you know saying this feels like a more um intellectual way to say it but like what i'm saying is i i feel like it it doesn't really mean anything whenever you take it by itself and like i i still don't really think that it it means what he thinks it means but i you know i i think it does work with what he is trying to communicate i feel like we're in a princess bride but you keep using that term but it doesn't (laughs) i think the the way he follows that up with so dismissively saying but do what you like man and he looks away, takes a sip of his beer. It's so dismissive and rude. And like we talked about the other day, that you know, this is a pickup artist kind of tactic. It's mm-hmm. him telling him, like, it, it's like if anyone ever says, you know, to do what you like or you do you, that's kind of them saying that's not what I would do, and I think you're an idiot. But you know, it comes. Like, he plays it so cool. You know, it, it's that. Well, I wouldn't do it, but um well it's like the that um like the and I, I don't like the trope, but like the angry girlfriend or wife, it's like, well, you do what you want to do, honey. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, I'm in trouble now. Yeah. That's like the whole passive aggressive statement. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, and this is kind of where where I had a, a little bit more notes because yeah, there there is that element, and and we've talked about about the negging that he he did in in the first scene, and I, I think another one that that I haven't talked about is, you know, and another element that I found is the the whole peacocking, and Tyler is one hundred percent peacocking with the way that he dresses because mm-hmm. he absolutely stands out in a crowd in yeah. pretty basically every scene he's always what attracts your eye yeah absolutely and and especially when you think about the jack and tyler of it all most of this movie so far i mean all of the movies so far jack has just been in a white shirt with a boring tie you know just very like this is what a businessman is supposed to look like you know so it makes total sense that the the version of the person he wants to be would look like tyler yeah Mm -hmm. it's far from but it's like he, he's it is peacocking, but also it's like I don't know, dirty peacocking is the only thing like like <laughs> it's not big, beautiful, bright colors necessarily, yeah. but it's definitely draw like you said, draws your attention. Um, sep- and he's not like he doesn't have good fashion sense. I mean, we'll you don't see it much uh in these minutes, but I think in the next minute 
you know, he's wearing like track pants with this floral printed shirt and this this badass red leather jacket, you know, so it's like elements of it look cool. But then you see him just wearing like these, you know, Adidas kind of, you know, that don't really go with the rest of the this look, but it works on him, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the, the next bit of the scene, they, they finally exit the bar and they're. You know, I I think they're like on the 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 side exit because you know they're I I like the the look of it and and this is absolutely epitomizes the the dirtiness of this movie because you know they're framed very small in the middle they're they have the the overhead lights and Tyler checks the the coin return of the payphone <laughs> and apparently finds a coin. But there is just trash everywhere. You know, they, they have the yeah. dumpster that's over full on the one side of them. And then on the other side, there's just this row of the, the old classic metal trash cans with trash bags just lying loose all over the place. It, it's like just the the dirtiest place you could ever think of. Yet they put candles on every table. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this place just looks so seedy and and everything. I love that uh, Tyler is the guy that would always just find a coin in, in a in a phone return. I think that is 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 a Jack thing. Like, oh, he just always finds you know money or hops into a Camaro that is being unattended and drives off. You know, has just lucks into to things like this. I think. Mm-hmm. So, and then we have this this great back and forth like i you know it's basically half of half of this minute is just this back and forth and and i think it really epitomizes like the the childishness of tyler because an adult would just say it would just come out and say it and say you know you call me because you wanted a place to stay i have a place to stay you can stay with me and that would be how it would be covered but uh Tyler is the you know he I think it's doing two things one it is this like childish nature of you know you have to ask me like you you mm-hmm. have to say the magic words yeah but at the same time it is you know he is doing what he is intended to do in terms of Jack's mental state because mm-hmm. Jack created Tyler to basically force him out of his comfort zone And so that is what Tyler is doing at this moment. He is forcing Jack to step outside of his comfort zone and ask a near perfect stranger for a place to stay. But he has to do it himself. Like if Tyler does it, then Jack is not growing. Jack has to be the one to take that step. Yeah, like I think we've all been in a conversation with somebody who won't tell you what they want, you know, and it it can be frustrating, you know, if someone just hems and haws and and just doesn't want to you know we all do it you know no one's uh innocent of it i think but uh i i love the way i love this interaction it's it's one of my favorite parts of the movie just this conversation and i love the way tyler is making jack get rid of those social social or societal niceties you know and just come out and say can i can i stay at your place you know and Tyler has Jack at his mercy here and he's not going to let him get away with this. Like, Oh, Oh, I, you know, Oh, I'll just find a hotel. And Oh no, no, no. It's too much 
you know, to ask for, for me to stay at your place. And yeah, he's, he's not going to let him get away with uh, just being uh, humble or pleasant, you know, uh, polite. Well, and it's, I think you're right. It, it seems like a place where it's almost, and this is another con artist thing. Like, it seems like he's giving Jack the power, like, no, you ask, you do Mm -hmm. this. But yeah. And at the end of the day, no, Tyler's still very much in control of the situation but it's um that yeah that that false empowerment almost is uh you know because he's asking but knowing full well what it's going to lead to uh yeah it's it's interesting yeah i i do think that that is that is an important element of it too like it that's i in a way it is him pushing jack out of his comfort zone but it is very much him manipulating Jack at the same time because you you get the impression the way that that Tyler is wording everything that he's not going to take no for an answer like he is asking in such a way that there is only one correct answer to this this conversation and Tyler is just leading him but he's leading him in a way that makes it seem like Jack is the one in, in control. And yeah, that that's an important part of this power dynamic between these two characters. Yeah. Or this one character, depending on how you look <laughs> yeah. at it. I just can't just... imagine asking, you know, a complete stranger, hey man, can I just crash at your place? Like mm-hmm. that just blows my mind. You know, it's like now <laughs> just to ten get a little tangent, like Airbnb, now their commercials, they're pushing like stay at john's place and you know you stay with somebody and that just <laughs> i don't and there, there's that. also like the the verbo <laughs> like the verbo ads that's that's like the airbnb competitor and i feel like their ads are like you know we're verbo we're not airbnb yeah mm-hmm. we have the house too, so yeah. yeah and that's why don't I, stay with so, someone else be yeah. by yourself yeah 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 that's why i use verbo is because well there's a lot of other reasons too but yeah because i just the thought i mean and so then of course you know my mind goes to like what if paper street was an airbnb you you know you show up there and they're doing karate and then making soap and you're just like okay well i I don't think that i don't think that's the you know paper street would be on airbnb they would be on uh, (laughs) couchsurfing.com i can see that yeah because i believe that that's the I, i believe that's you know the the true you know, if you don't want to do Airbnb, you go do couch surfing. That's at least I've I haven't been there, but I've I've heard of that site, and and that's mm-hmm. like you know where you go for a place that you know they don't you don't actually charge, but you're just like crashing on the couch with people willing to house house somebody for a couple of days. There's a, a aspect of this minute that I quote almost daily, just in my like so much so that it's just become part of my uh, vocabulary. Um, when uh, when Jack thanks him for the beer, the way the specific way, the intonation and and the way that Tyler says, "Yeah, man," it's so like he's saying, you know, don't mention it, no problem, you're welcome. It's all it's all that wrapped up into yeah, man. Um, I like someone thanks me for something. I give him a yeah, man, and I'm I'm in my head. It's like it's quoting this moment. And it's I'm not 
thinking about that anymore because it's become second nature for me. But in my head, it's like, it's this sort of casual uh, saying you're welcome to somebody that I, yeah, I, I believe the, the term for that is like a secret quote. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's one that I have from this that I've, I've carried with me, you know, since uh, watching this movie. Yeah. And then I, I did kind of want to go, go into, you know, this back and forth a little bit and, you know, it, it, we do get two lines in the next minute. So I, I am cheating a little bit just because I, I feel like it's better to have the conversation contained mm. here, but you know, I, I just love the back and forth and, you know, just the, um, just how Jack continually like skirts around it and, you know, mm-hmm. basically like avoids talking about it directly. And he starts out by saying that he should go get a hotel. And that is a very Jack thing to do. I, I think if Tyler wasn't here, that is exactly what Jack would do. He would just go get a hotel and stay there until his apartment was ready to be inhabited again. Mm-hmm. And then he would just, you know, start the process of collecting things all over from from the beginning using whatever insurance payments to get a big chunk of that back right away. He probably I've I mean do you also think that he would just like basically replace everything as is like get the exact same things over again if if he had the opportunity yeah more or less i think um because i think he's you know without tyler here yeah he would just fall into his his normal routine but clearly because he's talking to tyler here he's you know and given that it's the same person you know his psyche decided weeks ago that Tyler, because Tyler's been around setting things up, you know, before it's night. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, he needs Tyler. <laughs> well, there yeah, this and... scene, um, there's in since this movie came out, um, on how I met your mother, there was I, I'll never forget there was a scene that always stood out to me because it's like anti the or not anti anti in the sense like it's the opposite, but um, I don't even remember what they're talking about, but Barney, Neil Patrick Harris's character, talks about, well, when you hit a certain age, you get your own taxi, you don't crash on your friend's couch, you get a hotel, like, and all the things you're supposed to do. Mm. Or no, they're telling him that, and he's like, no, I'm still young at heart, and I'm going to do all these things. And, and I was always like, you know, that, because it was um, Lily and Marshall were telling him that. And I'm like, you know, that's, here in Fight Club world, it's, no, yeah, you crash with somebody. You do, it's like, it's just very informal and stuff and so that when well, i remember when that episode uh i mean i didn't watch how i met your mother on first run I'm, I'm one of the people that like found it on netflix or hulu or whatever after the fact but i remember that episode and i was like that's not a tyler durden way to look at things like you're <laughs> actively being against what what he said uh, and it does seem you know since jackie is a young professional like that's again the normal like, oh no i'm supposed to do this and do that you know he we already saw him get a shuttle from the airport home um i mean we know he didn't doesn't have any friends to give him a ride from the airport but you know that he's he's kind of following all those things but yeah here it's almost like a weird it, in my mind it's like a weird combination somewhere between like flirting where it's like oh no ha, i don't want to stay with you blah blah mm-hmm. 
to like the old Beaky Buzzard cartoons on Looney Tunes, where he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, and but I I also like this, you know, that how the back and forth that you know it starts with him with the refusal. It's like you called me because you wanted a place to stay, and Jack's like, no, no, I I couldn't do that, and it's like you know, yes, you you did, and it's like, uh, would that be a problem? And because that's that's not directly asking right. that that is you know, uh, you know he thinks that crashing at somebody's place is being an inconvenience, and so he's like, would that be a problem with you? And it, it's it's again like kind of skirting around the issue because yeah. at this point Tyler is basically leaving him, him the opening, saying that I have a place to stay. That's why you asked. That's why you called me in the first place. But Jack is still avoiding it because that's not the socially correct thing to do. Right. And then the, it cuts off, or um, no, it's still at the end of the, you know the last line of this minute is Tyler saying, "Would it be a problem for you to ask?" And you know, I I love that you know he's taking what Jack's saying and turning it around on him. And then the beginning of the next minute is Jack finally giving in and saying, can I stay with you? And then Tyler just casually says, yeah. And then walks off. Like that's the end of the conversation. There is no, there is no like, congratulations. You did it. There is no Mm -hmm. fanfare. It's just a, yeah. And then conversation over and he just moves on. Well, and I always wondered like if they had a conversation about Tyler's place, you know, because does he live in a single bedroom efficiency? Does he, you know, like, <laughs> does he even have room for Jack to stay there? Right. Uh, I, I know that's a semantic, like, little thing, but I mean, it's something I would, you know, like, oh no, like, I, because I, I have friends, dear, dear friends that I don't stay with because when I'm out of town, because yeah, their place is too small or they have, you know, 20 bird cages and it smells like bird, you know, like, I, I don't know. I I feel like that would have been a good a miss. That's a missed opportunity for some fun back and forth about. Mm. So like, where do you live, or you know something? I, but that's that's just. <laughs> I think bare minimum he's expecting. He probably has a couch, you know, and that that's where I can crash on the couch for a night, maybe two nights. Um, but I think it's it's more immediate immediate than that. He's only expecting to crash on his couch for one night you know until he can because it's just it, this all happens so fast he's, he came home to find his home destroyed so it's like eh, tomorrow i'll figure out what to do where to go from here and yeah that 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 tomorrow just never comes mm-hmm. and i i think it's it's also also worth mentioning like the the timeline of this because you know the <laughs> I feel like they have to be well Jack has to be pretty drunk at this point because the you know he came to to his house and it was you know blown up and it was already late at night because all of the onlookers that they were all in like house coats like it, it and it was dark it was the middle of the night and then he calls Tyler he goes to Lou's tavern they have three pitchers of beer it has got to be like 3 a.m. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't, you know, I almost feel like that 
it has to be like closing time or maybe like just a few minutes before closing time. So they're, mm-hmm. they're like trying to beat the crowd of uh, anybody else that's staying there until closing time, or they could be, it's possible that they were like the last two people in the bar, you know, you can't see really see through the doors, but you know, three pitchers of beer, that's, that's probably got to be at least a couple hours, you know, th- could be like three hours and and remember it it is technically just one person drinking all this beer too <laughs> i uh what we see later on though um some people some other people are leaving the bar and they see them quote unquote fight there but every time i always use air quotes on it on an audio medium um but <laughs> you know we we get the big reveal at the end of the movie like it shows there's two other guys like and they were they're dressed kind of businessy too, if I remember. Um, the when it's shown him fighting himself for the first time, and they they just kind of look at him and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's definitely last call. You know, lights are coming on, candles are going out. Uh, but three pitchers. I mean, here's okay. <laughs> here's the alcoholic in me coming out. Um, because like different plates, like it's where a pitcher's not. A unit of measurement like there's some places that pitchers yeah. are t- 12 ounces you know just one and there's places where pitchers are 120 yeah like they it, it varies off it now we do see the pitchers here um they look like kind of your traditional what you think so probably four beers in a pitcher yeah. um but then you also have places like uh the like i, I think hooters does it um in a couple of bars around here like where they put i like bags of ice or ice rods or stuff in the pitcher so that takes out you know i mean this place doesn't strike me as as that type like (laughs) i expect the beer to be lukewarm at best but Mm -hmm. um but yeah so you guys think you know he had a 12 pack um over the course of maybe two two and a half hours um because, you know, when we, when we see all the people come out, well, most of them are older people who traditionally, especially in the movie world, they go to bed, you know, they watch like Wheel of Fortune at five and go to bed at seven. Um, and with it being dark, you know, depending on the time of year, it could be so, it's very vague, like he, how long he, he was there. I'm, I would say pro- my guess is probably like three hours uh, because... I don't know about there. So in Texas, we have TABC, Texas Alcohol Beverage Commission, um, who are jerks and have the dumbest rules ever. But one of them is like you, like you can't have a pitcher to just one person. So mm-hmm. this seems to be illegal in Texas. Like you have to have. <laughs> now, if you're a regular at the bar, they just give you two cups and look the other way. Uh, but it, I don't think Jack's. A reg- I think Tyler might be a regular here, so maybe. But, um, you know, then also here you can't have more than X amount of pitchers in X amount. I forget what the, what the, it's either 30 minutes or an hour. So, um, depending, you know, if they have all the weird rules and stuff that we have, you know, he's probably there for three hours or so, but Mm. a little bit of beer knowledge there. (laughs) And, and, and I did just jump ahead a little bit and, um, like it, in the first fight, there there are no onlookers. It, it's not until you know he does, you know he does this multiple times, and then that's whenever he starts to get a crowd. As 
uh in like the the later fights with himself but in in those first fights the at least the, this first time around uh you don't there's nobody else visible on screen it's just the two of them but isn't there a flashback at the like Lance yeah, was saying there... at the end of the movie where this first fight that we'll get in the next minute is is witnessed by somebody uh, um, that I don't remember. I think, I think there I, I think it would be too hard right. for me to, to try and yeah. find yeah. that one again. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that's, that wraps up this minute, unless uh, either of you have anything else to say about minute 32. I'm good. No. All right. Well, thank you again, Travis, so much for joining us this week. And uh, here's another opportunity for you to let everybody else know where they can find you online. Sure. My uh, My new podcast um i'm doing another movie by minutes podcast uh previously i did watchmen the director's cut of watchmen one minute at a time so that's still out there if you want to find that um but my new one is a minute of thieves where i'm going through robin hood prince of thieves one minute at a time so that one is i'm, I'm still in progress on that i'm uh, trying to bank up as many episodes as i can uh, but in the meantime i'm starting to release like a kind of a podcast within a podcast um, calling it the road to Sherwood where I'm going to be looking at movies, you know, leading up to, to talking about Robin Hood. So I've got a kind of a pilot inter- introductory episode on the minute of thieves like feed. So you can check that out. And then pretty soon you'll have uh, a discussion about the, the movie, uh, uh, the adventures of Robin Hood, the Errol Flynn, classic from 1938 so that's coming pretty soon a good one yeah check that out minute of thieves just search that everywhere mm-hmm. you'll find it I, i'm much more familiar with the you know the spoof men and tights but i'm i'm looking forward to going back and, and revisiting that one it's been a while since i've seen that yeah so thank you all so much for listening travis as always um it's been a lot of fun thanks for being on the show we are the Fight Club Minute. You can find us wherever you get your finer podcast. Just look for Fight Club Minute. If you have questions, comments, concerns, things like that, just hit us up, fightclubminute at gmail.com. You can find us, um, you can find Bubba Wheat at Bubba Wheat everywhere. You can find me as The Night Nerd. And don't forget that contest. Write us a review. Tell us how great we are, how amazing. Um, we appreciate that. And when we get to 25, we're going to give a random person a copy of Fight Club 2 graphic novel. Um, if you're domestic in the States, you're going to get physical. If you're overseas, you're going to get digital just because shipping's stupid. And then when we hit that 50 number, we're going to get Fight Club 3. So lots of goodies out there, um, you know, just for saying a nice thing or two. We really appreciate it. But yeah, that's going to do it for us today. This has been the Fight Club Minute, and it's ending one minute at a time. Three pictures of beer and you still can't ask. Hi, I'm Lisa Leahy, and I'm the host of Pictures and Conversations, a rabbit hole book club. Each month on the 20th, I'm joined by a group of fellow book lovers, and we discuss a book in our typically nerdy fashion. As we continue to not talk about the book that we're not supposed to talk about. (laughs) I admittedly, too, I'm totally weird about the way I read things. Um, Sometimes I just completely devour books, and and I'm usually reading three or four at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just pick up whatever strikes my mood. I have something I read before I go to bed, and I I read murder mysteries before bed. Uh, But I, I liked it good enough. Like... No, it doesn't go super deep into developing these characters. Definitely not. Is it Harry Potter for adults? 
Absolutely no. not. I... Anyway, you can find Pictures and Conversations, a rabbit hole book club podcast, anywhere you get your podcasts or on our home website, rabbitholepodcasts.com. Thank you.